What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? So I was really proud of myself because, you know, I'm graduating in like less than a month. But then I saw the story of a 13-year-old kid that puts all of us to shame. Elliot Tanner, who is, like I said, 13, is set to graduate from the University of Minnesota with his bachelor's degree in physics and a minor in math. He's maintaining a set a 3.78 GPA while tutoring his classmates and participating in undergraduate research. Not only is he graduating, he just got accepted into the University of Minnesota's physics PhD program all at 13 years old. That's insane. I'm that 33. <laughs> I was like, I'm 33 getting my BA. Like, damn. <laughs> He's putting all of us to shame. So shout out to him, man. He's a little genius. It's crazy. Yeah, it's probably going to be a weirdo, though. Cap, really? I mean, he's thirteen. He's I smart. mean, he's thirteen, what? and he's I'm like, he's thirteen. He's, he's a kid. I know, but the poor guy. I mean, like, give him a give him a kid's life, you know. Put him around other thirteen year old kids. Well, Don't put him around, you know, all these older people. You his know, and, mom said mm-hmm. that he does have a very kid life. He just goes to a different school. He goes to a different building for school. Oh, all right, good. I don't want the kid to be all messed up socially because of this, you know. I mean, all right. That's, that's where my heart's at. Okay. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Uh, so Drake London just got drafted to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. That's a good spot for him. No? Um, I mean, I guess, you know, they 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 don't have Matt They're Ryan They're a rebuilding anymore, team right now. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's, listen, they, they've had really great wide receivers in Atlanta. And, yeah. you know, they they've they moved on. just drafted the best tight end in the draft last year. So, Wow, they're showing him during a high school dunk contest do a 360 oh, yeah. left-handed dunk. That's yeah. pretty incredible. You know, good for him. Seriously, I, I, it's one of these things where you go to USC because you think you're going to have a real chance to play for a national championship. And right. you're going to play. Or, the NFL, or go to the NFL. Well, and, and go to the NFL. You know, you know, not to me. It's not or. It's and. You know, yeah. uh, if if I am a, a high school athlete anywhere in Southern California, and I have a chance to take a scholarship to USC, that yeah. means I'm a potential NFL player at 18 years old, and yeah. I want to go and play in front of big crowds at the Coliseum. Which, unfortunately for Drake London, he didn't really get to do. I'm going to play. Yeah, you didn't get a bunch of that. Yeah. Right. I'm going to play for a national championship. No, he's he having a hard time playing for a conference championship. That didn't happen. But at yeah. least, if nothing else, the platform of playing at USC and the type of players that come to USC can help a guy get to the NFL and be a top 10 draft pick, even when a lot of people didn't see many of the USC games, unfortunately, because they weren't promoted on TV because they weren't, they weren't what USC has been or what USC is about to become again. Well, they, uh, yeah, they weren't that good last year. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's unfortunate. But, I mean, it's okay for him. It turned no, out it's okay. Great. He was the number him. eight pick in the draft. So, yeah. he's fine. You know, he's got, uh, and Ryan he's got straight Abraham, speed. And Ryan Abraham, who covers uh, USC, yeah, is going to join deal? us. To, what do you mean, what's his deal? What's his story? What do you mean, what's his Ryan story? Abraham. Ryan what's, Abraham. What's going on with him? Yeah. I mean, Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's going to join us. He's going to okay. talk about uh, Drake London. He's going to talk about USC with us. That's what he's going to do. All right. So. Well, listen, Drake London, 
Straight line speed, George? Yeah, he got it. Can he move? Does he does he have loose hips? Yeah, he got him. Um, is he a possession guy? So you want tight hips with the defensive end, but loose hips with the wide receiver. Exactly, exactly. And I yeah. want a guy who's a long strider, you know, and he and, yeah. and that's that's what he is. He's a long strider kind of a guy. So yeah. this these so are my the comparison, draft words. The, co- the comparison your boy Lewis Riddick made yeah. uh, was a guy you're familiar with, Vincent Jackson. Oh, really? Is that who he compared him to? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. Um, that's an interesting comparison. I saw another comp, which was Larry Fitzgerald, which I thought, wow, uh, that's that's quite a comparison. I mean, that's a hell of a comparison, but I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, Vincent Jackson was a for a short period of time, he was a great receiver in the NFL. Now, when I say great, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. He's not going to. He's not going to go to the Hall of Fame. And unfortunately for Vincent Jackson, he had a terribly tragic end to his life as a very young man. But for a period of time, probably three, four seasons, Vincent Jackson was as good as it got in the NFL. He was tall. He was muscular. He was fast. He could go deep. He could, he could you know, make plays across the middle. I mean, he was clutch. He was a great player. He really was. Yeah. So that's some of the comparisons that are being made at the moment. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I, I think he's a stud, dude. I mean, I saw him when I saw him play. Like, he looked like a man versus boys playing in college. Well, it's good for USC football. I can tell you that right now. For for what happened last year and the disappointment of the season and the coaching change that had to happen. And look, there's been a lot of excitement around the program. You know, Lincoln Riley coming. You know, transfer quarterback. ESPN this past weekend with their spring game on Big ESPN. There's a lot yeah. of excitement around the USC program right now. But this just goes to validate one more time that when you go to USC, you got a chance to be an NFL player and possibly even a first-round draft choice, even if USC is not competing for a national championship. And they will be sooner rather than later. Not this year, but they will be sooner rather than later. Now, Cap, uh, inquiring minds want to know, as yeah. people are tweeting in, what can I do so, because, you know, Rachel joined us earlier because you told us that you share locations with each other on your phone, and we thought right. that was kind of weird. Um, so people are asking, Jason is asking, so did Scott turn his location back on after Rachel called the show? The answer is 1000%. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did turn my locations back on immediately <laughs> as soon as Rachel was done on the air. Yeah. She also texted me and said, you know, it's not that you need to be tracked. She doesn't feel like she needs to track me, but I think that I thought her, her thoughts were pretty good on it. Like. Hey, listen. Um, she just said you're not reliable. Right. Well, she says, look, she and I will be on the phone, right? Like, we'll get off the air tonight at 7, and I'll say, hey, I'm going to come over. And she'll say, okay, great. Like, right. Like, now? And I'll go, yeah. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I still haven't left my house. So that's when she'll right. track me and find out where is he. Is he at home? Is he on the freeway? So I, I don't have a it's problem weird. with that. It's weird. There Sorry. was one night. There, I'll be honest with you, George. There was one night. When I went over to my buddy Blair's house, my, my pal Blair, and, um, and she said to me, she goes, hey, where are you? And I said, I haven't left yet. Uh-oh. That's, that's all I said. I haven't left yet. Laura, by, by the way, Laura, are you hearing what I'm saying? This, this, I am. I am. It's, it's, it's not lying. I just said I haven't left yet. Uh, to pick her I mean, up, but you did leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of lying. Yeah. And she said to me, she goes, yeah. well, then what are you doing at Blair's? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why would you lie knowing she knows your location, wow. you dummy? Be- because I forgot that the locations were turned on at the time. Oh, 
my God. She's sneaky. She admitted to being sneaky. She knows what she's up to, bro. Mm-hmm. She's running the Jedi mm-hmm. mind trick on you all day, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably so. You guys may be on to yeah, something. Yeah, by the way, probably. Ben just tweeted in mm-hmm. and said, Ben just tweeted into the show and said, uh, they're about to need to get Cap a burner phone. <laughs> Yo, no lie. No lie. I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one, though. <laughs> but you shouldn't. You should not need no burner phone. None. None. All right. Yeah, I, I again, I actually kind of feel good about this whole she's tracking me, I'm tracking her. Is okay. it back on? As long as you guys feel good yeah. about it. Yeah. Is it yeah. back on? It is back on. I've turned it back on. Oh, no, yeah, he said it just now. Yeah. Oh, my bad, oh, my yeah. bad. I was yeah. editing. Yeah, that's right. By the way, um, you know how we were talking about how we all now have TikTok accounts, right? And one yeah. day on mm-hmm. the air, we promoted our TikTok accounts. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And nobody mm-hmm. used it, right? Okay. I, I posted on TikTok last night. You did? Oh. Yep. Two videos. Oh, I got to see these. Did you Two have your, your daughters help you? Not help me. My daughter, I got home last night, and my two daughters were in one of the bedrooms, and, you know, homework scattered all over the bed and all over the floor. Computers are all over these girls. And I walk in to sit down and hang out with the girls, and my daughter, Julia, says, give me your phone. And she takes my phone, and she starts doing TikToks on my TikTok account. So now, like, this is... My daughters in their natural environment on my TikTok account, which made me think earlier, am I creepy? You know, I'm 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 watching late night with Laura on Instagram Live. Now my daughters are taking over my TikTok account. Yeah, letting your woman run you. Damn, cat. Not just run me, track me, track me, Laura. Now I get it. That might be worse. I don't know, but I'm I'm telling you, I got TikTok content out there now, people. Yeah, it's your daughters. It's not you. I mean, that actually will get you more followers, to be honest with you. I don't, there weren't very many likes on the video. I thought they were kind of funny myself, but. Uh, all right. Coming up, you could TikTok tomorrow from the uh, Rams uh, mansion or whatever. should bring my daughter with Cap, me. Cap, maybe yeah. you should, uh, you know, rope one of our social media people to help you. That's what they did with Mason and Ireland. They have Janice running that account. No way. Yeah. You think Mason or Ireland are going to do that? Come on now, bro. Definitely not Ireland. He's got too much golf to play. Come on. So if you have a Sedato and Cap TikTok account, then she can run that. Okay, we should get that. I mean, go ahead and do it. Can somebody do that, please? my permission. Can somebody do that? I mean, I'm Uh, the idea guy, not the execution guy, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, we know that. So, And clearly Rachel does, too. So she mentioned that a Mm -hmm. bunch of times. Yeah. So Hey, so we were talking about the draft. (laughs) We are talking about USC. Uh, the Jets are picking number 10 right now. So we're going to talk to Ryan Abraham, uscfootball.com. We'll talk to him about Drake London, what he expects from him. Did he like the, the him going to Atlanta? Obviously a rebuilding team. And then what else should we expect from USC in this draft over the next couple of days? And what do we expect from USC going into next season as spring football just wrapped up? So we'll get Ryan Abraham on. He'll join us in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you, Christopher. So the Jets just picked at 10. They took um, 
Wilson from Ohio State, the wide receiver, who is, uh, I mean, that kid can play. I, I mean, I, most people thought he'd be the first player, uh, first wide receiver, pardon me, Garrett Wilson, uh, off the board. And it was Drake London, which is why we have uh, Ryan, Ryan Abraham of uscfootball.com. He'll join us. We'll talk Drake London. We'll talk USC spring ball with him in a second. Uh, so, Ryan, thank you for joining us, number one. It's been too long. So, uh, let's talk Drake London real quick. Uh, look, I think anyone who watched him play, at least I felt doing some of his games this year, that he was like a man amongst boys. But, you know, Atlanta's a rebuilding team. Uh, obviously, they, you know, they drafted Kyle Pitts last year, and, you know, they're on the mend. But do you like the fit with him on that particular team? Because to me, a lot of this is where a guy gets drafted. It, their success is predicated on that in a lot of ways. It is. And I think, you know, Atlanta could have took a quarterback because, what, you got Marcus Mariota essentially – probably running the team right now, but are they going to take a quarterback later on? Are they going to try to get a free agent or trade for Baker Mayfield? I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that could go on there, but you got a guy like Drake London. Um, I just feel like he could fit in a lot of different spots where, you know, there, there's certain quarterbacks. If you get drafted by a team, maybe it's only going to work with this system or this coach. I think Drake London's someone that can kind of, he can live on an Island by himself as far as what, you know, he basically was USC's offense last year when he was in the game. For the first eight games, he led the league or led the, the nation in contested catches. Uh, basically, they just threw the ball to him whenever whenever they had an opportunity to, and he would go up, double, triple coverage, and, and make the catch. So I think his skill set is going to translate well uh, to the NFL. It, obviously, it would be great if he had a competent quarterback to kind of help him along as a you know, rookie year in the NFL, but I think it's going to fit pretty well uh, in Atlanta. I just He's just someone, you know, the third to, to be the third offensive player taken in the draft is a pretty big deal. And, he, you know, it just shows the production that he had at USC. Even though the team was 4-8, and eight, he was basically the show on offense. So I, I think he's going to do all right uh, with the Falcons. Yeah, and, and Ryan, the comparisons, at least according to the draft experts that we're all sitting here watching today, uh, one said Vincent Jackson, who was a Charger player and then a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and then others said maybe Larry Fitzgerald, which I mean, doesn't really get much better than Larry Fitzgerald. Do you have a comp as to who Drake London might become in the NFL? Yeah, I think those are both good. If you want to go Mike Evans, I think that would not be a, yeah. a bad one either. I don't, I don't think his – he's not got like an elite speed uh, kind of guy. And some people were questioning – like separation, and he, I think he addressed that during his pro day at USC, just talking about what he was able to do. Uh, it was tough because I think everyone focused on him in college and kind of knew the ball was going to go his way. And, you know, that, that happens in different sports, and, and you can, like, shut down a player. They still didn't, even though they knew it was coming to him, they weren't able to shut him down. But sort of the catch radius of a Mike Evans, there's a lot of balls that just kind of go, if it's basically in the general direction, uh, he's able to catch it. Just having that basketball background and the, the big body, be able to jump and you know be able to to, to take balls over defenders' heads. I, I kind of go with Mike Evans, but those those other ones are pretty good too. Yeah, Mike Evans was the comp that I had, except I had a little less speed than Mike Evans and kind of the catch radius of a guy that uh, many USC fans know and love, and we know and love here in Keyshawn. Just the way he's able to use his body the way he is to shield off defenders. I, I like that one a lot. I think Keyshawn, you know, when we saw some big USC receivers come through, and Keyshawn was probably the first one. You remember, like, like Mike Williams, like the early part of the Pete Carroll era where they were just kind of 
pushing smaller quarterbacks around. Like you, your small corner just weren't good with guys like that. And Keyshawn was like really good uh, with his body. And I think Drake London is sort of the same way. Now Drake London doesn't have the same sort of personality as Keyshawn. No, no, I don't no, know no. many people that do. Like as you know, <laughs> uh, but he's a very quiet guy. But yes, he can use his body. I think when you see him going up and just making these small adjustments to sort of like kind of put his hips between him and the defender so we can go up and catch the ball. Those little subtle things I think Drake London does really well. You know, Ryan, I think uh, you said it earlier, and, and you know, I think I even said it before you came on. Even when you're a 4-8 and eight team and, you know, you're not playing on national TV every week and you're not competing for a national championship, it just goes to show you that when you go to a school like USC, and in particular USC, you're in a place where you can become an NFL player and maybe even a first-round draft choice if you're not on such a great team. Well, that's... That's kind of the last era of USC football. I'm curious what you saw this past weekend in the spring game because there's so much optimism and there's so much buzz around the USC program right now. Tell us. There is a whole lot of optimism. And, and like you mentioned, like with, for Drake London to be a, a number eight pick in the draft on a really bad team and he only played two-thirds of the season, like you can't do that a lot of places. If you remember, even like during the Clay Hilton era, the year, the year USC won the Rose Bowl, the 2017 Rose Bowl, like they were one and three to start the season. There's not a lot of teams that could start one and three and somehow make it to a Rose Bowl, let alone win it in a you know thriller against Penn State. There's some advantages of being around USC, and they knew they needed the right coach. They needed the light, the right leader to kind of take them to the promised land. And and here comes Lincoln Riley, saying all the right things, doing all the right things. And what we got to see from spring football, it just was kind of a slow build towards. There's a lot of competency there. There's accountability. Uh, they're, they're building with a purpose. They're, everything they did had a purpose, and they kind of, we weren't able to watch a lot of the, the team stuff, the 11-on-11 stuff. Uh, in practice, we kind of watched all the, the stretching stuff. But we, once we got to see it all put together in the spring game, it sort of made sense. And I think the fans got to, to get a good show of what the Lincoln-Riley era is going to sort of look like. It's, you know, it was a vanilla offense and defense and everything. But what we saw them build – there's reason, I think, for optimism. It just, it's, it's kind of like if you build it, they will come. Like if you just get a really good coach, there's enough inherent advantages around USC that you can, you know, you don't have to do it right 100% and still get things to go swimmingly well. And I think what Lincoln Riley's been able to do uh, is just, I, I think they're building towards something that could be really good. I don't know what the first year is going to be like. Maybe it's an eight and four season, which would be a huge improvement. But it could be better than that. And I think. The way he's building through the transfer portal and then the way he's recruiting so far, um, it, there should be a lot of optimism around the program. It, really, it, this is the way USA should have been, and they just haven't made the kind of coaching hires that you would expect for a place like USC. Lincoln Riley is that hire, and I think this is kind of what you expect. You expect them to do really well, and for what we see in the spring game, I think they're going in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Ryan Abraham, USCfootball.com with us here. I mean, they treated it like a starter job, which is insane to me. I, I never understood that uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But, yeah, I'm with you. I look at this schedule, and, yeah, there's probably, like, th- three losses in there for sure, like, I, if I had to guess. Um, but, you know, like, eight, nine and three would be a hell of a season, I feel like, considering where they've been uh, recently. Now, let me ask you this. You kind of alluded to it with the portal and recruiting, but I want to ask you specifically about recruiting. How quickly did he kind of galvanize the troops, for lack of a better phrase, when it came, when it came to kids being interested in USC moving forward for 2023 and beyond? 
Yeah, I mean, I think within the first three months, he had, I believe it was six five-star players that were coming into the program. You know, from the 2022 class, he flipped a couple of guys. His first three commits for the 2023 class, which is the next one coming up, were all five stars. So for a while, they have a couple of work guys committed that are like four stars, but his first three commitments from that class were five-star guys. He really has a lot of interest uh, in this program. And, you know, you got guys like Malachi Nelson at Los Al High School, a five-star quarterback that is out on the road recruiting. Uh, I think they're really going to try to build this with the high school, you know, recruiting ranks from the class of 2023 and beyond. But what he was able to do is really take advantage of the NIL stuff of the, the new transfer rule where you could, you don't have to sit out a year for, you know, one-time transfer for no penalty uh, and the transfer portal and be able to kind of reshape this roster faster than you could have done in the past. We've seen other places like Utah that had a really great season last year. They were kind of struggling early on because they brought a lot of guys in the transfer portal. I think Michigan state, they brought a lot of guys in. A lot of programs have done this through the transfer portal. The unique thing with USC is sort of like, it's not like you're bringing a bunch of new guys to try to exist in the current culture. Like Utah, Kyle Whittingham has been there forever. His culture exists. Lincoln Riley's building a completely new culture. So even the guys on the team, everything is new for them. So all the new faces, new coaches, new players, everything is new. So I feel like they can build this from the ground up. And it didn't seem like from what I saw on spring ball, there was any sort of issues with camaraderie or anything like that. So I think they're kind of, they're, they're on the right track. I don't think he's going to try to do the transfer portal thing as heavy as he's been doing uh, this first year. I think they're going to do all of it from high school levels, but just to be able to reshape that roster in year one, it should allow him to turn this program around a lot faster than, you know, in years past, it might take you two or three years to really turn a program around that was four and eight. It might not take that long. Like you said, nine wins. Like if they won 10 or 11 games, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't expect that, but that's like literally a possibility because the Pac-12 just, you know, isn't the greatest conference right now. Right. Yep. See, I'm with you on that. I think this could happen really fast. I think they could have a monster year this year. I really do. I mean, all the new quarterback, but knows the system, new coach, new energy. Uh, all of a sudden, fans start showing up again. You bring in all these kids. I'm telling you, I, I don't. I'm not saying that USC is going to go win a national championship this year, but if they won ten games, I would not be surprised at all. In fact, frankly, I'm kind yeah. of expecting it. Oh wow! Look at that. Hey, I mean, pressure's that, on. That's not unrealistic. Like Caleb Williams <laughs> is a, a a superstar in the making, you know. And I yes. think the defense is going to be a lot better. You know that. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. Um, real quick, settle this debate for me and Scott, um, because you brought up NIL. And I said that two schools in particular will should be able to clean up in NIL. And it should be the Trojans and the Canes because of the two coaches and because of the markets. You're talking about the number two market in the country and a top 10 or 12 market in the country. Uh, you know, sunshine all year round. Uh, programs that have been dormant for a while. Like I feel like those programs, because of the cities they're in, should clean up in NIL more so than any of the other places who've been doing, let's just say, the doing it the old way in the past. Who's right, me or Cap? I said that well, they'll clean up. I think there's a little bit of all of it. Like I feel like if you're at USC, like you saw what Caleb Williams ever do. He had his own like merchandise tent at the USC spring game. No right? way. You're in LA. I think you no way. Like that. I did not see that. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're in like Lincoln, Nebraska, and you're the backup center, you could have like a car dealership deal because everyone knows who you are. But in <laughs> LA, like Caleb Williams isn't the biggest name. Like he's in the top 25 of, you know, LA sports. 
so I think it's different if you're in a big city uh, versus like you could have huge deals, but maybe not deals for everybody. I think the collectives are where you have to go. And to my knowledge, like USC doesn't have a collective going yet. Those are the things where all the alumni kind of get together, pull their yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Well, Florida to... just did that. I read a story on on the Athletic that Florida just did. They call it the Gator Guard. Yeah, like Tennessee's got a big one. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. But you're right. I think there's certain aspects of being at USC or Miami that you could kill it in NIL, and you get a guy like Kayla Williams who's on Good Morning America before he's even right. played a game at USC. You know, but are you going to be able to fill a whole roster that way? That's the question. I don't know, but now I know I want to get one of his one of the pieces of merch. Does he have a hoodie? Did you happen to see a hoodie? Because <laughs> I like a nice hoodie, you know. So if he's got a hoodie, I'll, I'll take one of those. He had like his own logo and stuff. It was it was very like I've never seen anything like that. It was very strange. <laughs> That's awesome. Ryan Abraham does a phenomenal job covering USC football. Check it out, uscfootball.com. Ryan, always a pleasure catching up with you, man. Thanks again. Yeah, nice job. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Take care. Uh, all right, Radio Tinder. Excuse me, Radio Tinder. Wrong game. Big deal or no deal? It's the same game, sort of. Uh, coming up in two minutes. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, take it away, Sedano. And make sure that you're staying tuned to... uh... After the segment, we may or may not be giving away some tickets to our Lombardi Trophy event. Just Oh, yeah. Let's just do that right now. How about we do that right now? Let's okay. do that. The Lombardi Trophy event. Mace is going to be hosting it. Your chance to attend the exclusive Lombardi party Thursday, May 12th at Hollywood Park Casino. Caller 7 right now, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We'll win. Two passes to the party on May 12th at Hollywood Park Casino, hosted by Mason. Rams souvenir, you'll get some of that, and a chance to win autograph Rams gear and more. So caller seven right now. All right, Linz, what do you got for Big Deal No Deal? All right, so a celebrity artist and painter named Domingo Zapata has won ah. widespread acclaim for his many depictions of the Mona Lisa. And he claims that the secret to his success is due to the, quote, romantic and sexual relationship that he shares with the famous painting. Okay. He said, quote, I've been working with Mona Lisa for 15 years. When I was painting her so much, I would dream of her, and I have a sexual relationship with her. The more you open up, the more risk you take, and the more you express yourself. Basically saying he's become more creative because of these wild sexual dreams he's had with Mona Lisa. Okay, good for him. Yeah, so uh, is this guy's feelings about the Mona Lisa painting a big deal or no deal? Cap, start with you. (laughs) I'm going to have to go with big deal here because of how bizarre it is. Let's start off with this. Yeah. The Mona Lisa. 
I mean, listen, I feel like you've had uh, those kind of dreams with about Tom Brady, so and you talk about him a lot. So, Well, I mean, I'm not denying that. Okay. But let's talk about the difference in art between the Mona Lisa and Tom Brady. Uh, can you I imagine mean, how Rachel feels like when uh, you wake up going, Tommy? Imagine how she'd feel if I woke up saying, Mona. <laughs> it might be worse. That's yeah, sure. yeah. Listen, look, I, I, I'm, I'm no art connoisseur. I acknowledge that. But can we all admit that the Mona Lisa is not really a great painting? I mean, what's so great about it? It's I mean, a lady sitting there. I think that the people in the art world are probably better to uh, make Yeah, I don't know about art, yeah. so you're asking the wrong person. Right. Same. So because I'm an art amateur rather yeah. than connoisseur, yeah. I look at the Mona Lisa and I'm like, any kid in an art class could do that. No, clearly that's not the case. No. First, I think the Mona Lisa as a painting is overrated, number one. And number two, as far as this wacko who's got this sexual relationship with a painting, um, smart move. Just keep making replicas of it because everybody wants one, apparently. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say no deal because people do weird bleep all the time, especially creative types and artists. I mean, I don't know. I've heard some crazy stuff from people who go to very weird, dark places uh, to get their uh, their inspiration, let's say. When you talk to, like, comedians and artists and stuff, they're kind of, uh, you know, a little, a little weird. So not that surprised. Yeah, that's a weird, weird situation. Morales, you, you want to weigh on this one, big deal or no deal? No, I just heard a Rachel mention, so that was – I came back in. Oh, you well, missed you, the I was whole downstairs thing. When Rachel bit. called? I, I have to listen back to it, but I heard there was all kinds of different mentions. I had to walk to a, a partner event real quick. Oh, you, you I know, can't believe uh, you weren't around missed. for when she you missed the whole I mean, thing. Well, first of all, that audio is going to be used forever now. True. Yeah. Well, I'm putting I hope, it up right now. I hope the audio of the last part of it where she talks about your girlfriend and her going to the Mandy's together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She did not she talk did. about that. She actually she hasn't spoken to her about it. But she said, she's great. I loved her. Mm-hmm. No, she, they, they, no, that's so she's a liar like Cap. She absolutely mean? talked to her about it because Ooh. Lisa brought it up to me the next morning. No, no. She said since. Since. Since, yeah. since that since. time. Yeah. Oh, but she did admit, well, uh, it wasn't like a ringing endorsement of Cap either um, because she says, it's not that I don't trust him. It's just that, uh, you know, when he says he's coming over, I have to make sure he's uh, he's actually on his way because, and I'm like, so you're saying he's just not reliable? I mean, I don't know if that's Well, Cap gets easily distracted. That's precisely well, that's what, what she, she said. said. Yeah, well, yeah. it's true. Yeah, you that's like, what he said, and that's what she said. You see, like, said. a shiny ball run across the room, and you're like, ooh, ball, ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the kid in the outfield when he was six. He was like, oh, a bird. <laughs> you know what you are? You're that guy. That? You're that oh, guy. I, I'm totally fine being that Don't guy. be that guy. Okay. Yeah, don't be that guy, George. Oh, no, no. I want to be that guy. You know, when people say don't be that guy, you know what they usually say after that? It's even more annoying. Do better. Don't be that guy and do better. Ugh. I never heard that, actually, as a follow-up. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, I feel like do better is like a something people don't really say anymore. Nah, it's the next words right out of their mouth. Uh. No. No. I'm, no. I'm, yeah. you, I, who said that to you? Who hurt you, Kaplan? Well, it really pissed me off when Beto said it to me a couple weeks ago. I mean, it really oh, That's something that Beto says, I think. Like, that's yeah. like in his, in his vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right, too. Yeah. No, it was, it was like... It was like, hey, Beto, how's it going? I mean, He's like, he did call you a Mandilong today, which is pretty accurate. Oh, my God. That is so true. And, Cap, I have a song for you. Oh, nice. I, do. I mean, Laura now understands that, you know, I'm, the definition after we heard Rachel now makes total sense. Oh, yeah. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Wow. She, she said, said that? that out of the gate. 
That's yeah, the out first of the thing gate, she Morales. Said. Yep. Out of the gate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, the, oh boy. She you later said that this? she was because joking. Laura, do you have the audio? I can I can pull it. Give me a second. You didn't hear about this, yeah, Chris Morales? I didn't. Yeah, no, Chris, stick around. Go ahead, Lindsay. Finish Big Deal or No Deal real quick, and then we can uh, we can we can get to this audio. Okay, so my good friend invited me to the Dave Chappelle show tonight. He's oh. you know doing the Netflix's joke tour thingy, um, and he had bought extra tickets to sell. He bought these like weeks ago, back when they did like the pre pre sale. If you're an American Express holder, right? So mm-hmm. I told him I wanted to go, um, and then earlier in the week we brought up again. And I definitely I said yes, I want to buy one of your tickets. Uh, so he said okay. Billy so then a butt coming. today he confirmed with me he still had a ticket for me and said it's $150. And I said, okay, definitely okay. want it. I'll meet you there right, right from work, right? Yeah. He then texted me right when the show started and said, never mind, somebody bought the ticket online. Oh, my. And Rude. I'm kind of mad because why, once you told me this morning, good morning, the ticket is $150 if you still want it, it's all yours, blah, blah, blah. Why would you say all that and then keep it listed online? And so I'm kind of mad. Is this a big deal or no deal? It's a big deal. Big deal. Big. Big deal. Okay. Big deal. That's what I thought. Uh, first of all, that person is clearly absent-minded. It sounds like something Cap would do, by the mm. way. Uh, no, he, actually, he, I would do the opposite. No. I'd be like, no, these are my people. I got the tickets. It's all good. I can't believe this. For, and, and, by the way, you know I would never know how to list it online. So, That's true. So forget about no, that but, part but of it. But your kids would have listed it for you, and then you would no have chance. forgotten to tell them. No and chance. Then, you, then it'd be like, oh, I forgot. You know, don't be that guy, George. Wait, it's not can I true. piggyback off of her? Big deal, no deal. Because yeah, I had, had a similar situation. I had a very similar situation. I had one of my friends is going through a breakup. He had tickets with uh-huh. his. No, not like not even close to that. No. Uh-huh. So, anyways, so he was like, "Hey, I have tickets." I even told you guys like a week and a half ago that I was like, "Oh, I might go to the Dave Chappelle show." Because he was like, "I'm just gonna give them to you." I was yeah, like, yeah. "Cool, whatever. Give me the day, whatever. I just need to plan on my weekend." What guys just given Dave Chappelle? Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go really ahead. crappy seats. Doesn't matter. I mean, so. it's a, it's a small venue, dude. Though. First of all, it's not even like that. I'm not gonna argue with you about that. So I was, uh, I'm already mad because I was like, hey, we're gonna go see Dave Chappelle, whatever. Me and my friend, yes, my friend, not the guy that's giving them to me, but like an actual friend, we're gonna go. Long play. I do the long play all the time. You know, we were gonna go, and then he was like, oh, are we gonna go? Whatever, whatever. I was like, I don't have the tickets. So I asked my friend. He's like, well, I think me and my ex are gonna go. I was like, okay, cool, have fun. Literally. What was it like five, ten minutes ago? He texted me. He's like, My ex just bailed. Do you want the tickets? I'm like, Bro, what the F? Who the F is going to go with me right now? Lindsay. I go. Well, well, yes, but listen, this is the other thing. <laughs> Lindsay, he, would definitely go. I would go, but then this is the other thing. He got them for free. This guy got them for free. And then, he, I mean, I don't care that he's trying to sell them to me, whatever. He's right, trying to make, I don't but, care. But my point was okay, if he got them for free, it's 640. The event starts in 20 minutes. If he doesn't, if he hasn't sold them by now, he's going to eat those tickets. So he should just but give them I, to you for I'm not free. mad about the money thing. I'm just like, dude, now I have it. Because the person that was going to go with me doesn't live around here. He lives in Anaheim Hills. Like, it's not going to take uh-huh. him. I'll dump that. Like, he, it doesn't take him, you know, it's not going to take him 10 minutes to get here. So I was like, now he can't go. Now I can't go because no one's going to go with me. Lindsay, this is when all this tonight? fellow texted you about the tickets, your guy. Was it Good Morning Smiley Face? He so he's he's one of my best friends. He oh, he has so a it girlfriend. So was Good Morning Smiley Face? No, he actually did. It was actually oh, a sunshine emoji. See, they, I oh. didn't get that text. So I was just oh, like, hey, it you. was or it was like the uh, the good. It was good. Good afternoon. That's what it was. Not good morning. Good afternoon. Yo, I got a text from Taylor. He's like, I'll go. <laughs> well, there you go. Pretty Wait, it, did you say it was tonight? Yeah. Well, he's here tonight. Tomorrow, he's here all weekend. But my thing is, like, why would you have the tickets up for sale? 
after you already offered them to me? Why didn't you take them down? Is he playing again tomorrow night? Yeah, I, he's all, he's yes, here all week. What time? Yes. Yeah, but seven. I don't know. If, you know, she said he was here all weekend. Google it. Seven. Okay, because I want to go tomorrow night. You know, when I get done at the Rams draft house, I think maybe Sean McVay and I will invite Les as well. I mean, if it's Steve in Hollywood. I'll go with you, Cap. Yeah, let's go. Let's go tomorrow. Kidding. Let's go. Let's do it. Who's got tickets for me? Well, you got to buy them, bro. Yeah, no, and, no, and no, the other no, thing no. is, no, 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 no. I was going to buy them from my buy mine from my friend for face value, and he's like, oh, don't worry. They still got tickets in that section. Yeah, for twice as much. That's my thing. Like, I don't care to pay for them, but, like, Lindsay can't go now because she has to go take care of Chewy, and it's like, I don't got to, I mean, I guess Taylor. Taylor, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll text about it. All right, I want to go tomorrow night. I was thinking about going to the Dodger game tomorrow night after the uh, no, draft let's house. Go to Dave Chappelle. It's right down the street. Yeah, I want to go to Dave Chappelle. Where's it? Where's it at? What's the, the Hollywood Bowl? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is Rachel going to allow you to go, or is she going to track you on your phone? She'll probably, probably track show me. up there. She'll probably track me. No, she has something that she's doing tomorrow night. Is I'll track tra- her. Is the tracking back? Oh has yeah, been, we're back. It's oh, been we're immediately. Back. Yep. Immediately. Back to tracking. Man. So yeah, we need to we need to get it get back into this. Man. All right, I want to go to Dave Chappelle tomorrow night. Let's do it. Let's go. All right, let me call Jerry Seinfeld, see if, see if he can help me oh, out. Oh, here we go. Gavin call Newsom, Jerry. Al Michaels, somebody will have Yeah, Al Michaels got to have a hookup for Dave Chappelle, right? Yeah, I'm gonna, let, me, let me talk to Larry David, see what he can do. DeMarco's going to be there with us. Maybe DeMarco has a Dave Chappelle hookup. I don't know. We'll buy tickets, Cap. It's all right. All right, that is big deal or no deal each and every day at 630. All right, if you missed the uh, <laughs> Rachel segment, we'll have some of that for you. Rachel. On the other side, we'll let you hear what uh, happened when Rachel called in uh, about tracking Cap on his phone and vice versa. <laughs> so we'll get to that final segment in two minutes. Thank you, Christopher. So we've got draft coverage. We're at the 14th pick in the draft. Drake London, by the way, went to the Atlanta Falcons at number eight, I believe. Yep. And uh, USC wide receiver. So we'll see what else happens here and transpires. So. I think we're not going to be off the air, it looks like, before the Chargers pick, but we will send it to ESPN Radio as soon as we're done, and there's a pretty decent chance their pick will be up by the time uh, we send it over to ESPN Radio for the coverage the rest of the evening. And then tomorrow, uh, r- the draft starts at 4 o'clock tomorrow for rounds 2 and 3, so it'll be pretty much get up and go right away uh, from the Rams draft house. And now the Rams don't draft until the third round. Um, so the first half of the draft will not be uh, will not will not include the Rams but the dra- the picks go way faster tomorrow uh, even though they've gone pretty quickly today I'm kind of surprised at the pace of this thing yeah and they're not taking the whole time hey by the way it was pretty interesting after um, Drake London got drafted then because um, that was at eight but then at 10 and 11 because the next pick went to Seattle as an offensive lineman from uh, Mississippi State and then draft picks 10 and 11 were both wide receivers from Ohio State. Garrett Wilson went to the Jets, and Chris Olave went to the New Orleans Saints. This is one of my favorite parts of the draft, George, is knowing a kid in high school and watching him become a star in college and then watching a guy get drafted. That was Chris Olave for me, um, who four years ago, I was sitting there watching my son play in a high school football game. We were up by 10, and then this guy, Chris Olave, completely took over the game and they won, and we lost, and were knocked out of the playoffs, and this guy went on to become a star at Ohio State, and today, a first-round draft choice. So I love stories like that. 
Yeah, that's pretty awesome stuff, man. I don't think there's any doubt. But and you know, look, that's uh, it's why they have so many different versions of the draft because I'm sure that part of the draft was on ABC uh, heavily because that's where they do like the casual fan storytelling part of the draft, basically. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. So, and you eat that stuff up. I love stuff like that. I can't help it. I love watching kids play little league ball and then they wind up getting to a high school ball because so few kids actually the best players on the all star team. For your little league, like two of those guys will be on the varsity high school baseball team. You know, everybody will drop out, move to other sports, move to other towns, get into other stuff, become gamers rather than ball players, whatever. You know, I love to see it. I do. I enjoy it. All right. We got the audio or what? I believe we do have the audio. All right. Rachel's here. So we're going to ask her. So, Rachel, thank you for joining us in our nonsense here on the show. I know you're busy actually trying to be a professional somewhere um, <laughs> and having to deal with Scott, yeah. obviously, is another full-time job yeah. in itself. So uh, trust me, we all know. But um, why? Uh, when did you decide to put the shackles on him is the question. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> early on. <laughs> Once a cheater, always a cheater, right? Whoa. Yeah. So that's the audio right there, right? In question? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory there, Cap. What do you think she means? That you're a cheater, and you were a cheater. And you probably cheated think... on somebody to get with Rachel. I don't think that's what she means. I mean. Did you tell her you ever cheated on someone? Because you told us on the air you cheated on once someone. Once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't know what else that means, but. Wait, George, I told you. I mean, she's your you... accountant. Maybe you're cheating on your taxes, but that's a whole other. That's fine. <laughs> Wait, George, I told you on the air What? Didn't you tell us a story about how you admitted to some girl, you guys both admitted you were cheating on each other, you were dating oh, shortly after? Oh, yeah. That's true. That's right. That's the day That's the day that I gave up lying. <laughs> right. Exactly. That you both admitted to cheating to, in each other or something. Right, right. Right. Chris, do you know this story? I do. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. What now? He said he gave up lying, and then I don't remember who was in for Sedano, and then he's like, no, this is a lie. So I cut it up because oh, he yeah, doesn't lie. Do wasn't, it wasn't me talking about me lying. I was just saying that something else, I was like, this is a lie. No, no, no. You, you were talking about yourself. I don't know if that's true. Oh, I can't take that from, 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 from those three words or four, no, this is a lie. I'm not sure that what you're it's saying a, is I accurate. I can grab the whole entire thing. I don't think that's what do happened not, at all. Do not. No, I'm pretty sure that those th- that's being taken out of context. Which part? <laughs> the part that, that I'm having to deal with Stop. the media. You see, the media does this. The media misquotes oh. me, and they, they, they try and back me in a corner. You know, they're taking my words out of context is what they're doing. Cap, it's okay. What, which it's part? It's okay the situation that you live in every day. Okay. Which Sedano part? Sedano is in a different type of relationship where he can do whatever he wants, and, you know, he can get away with it. You're in a relationship where you have to check back. She has to track you. She has to make sure you're fed in the morning and that you've got your lunch bail ready for school. It's okay. Don't forget about my thermos with coffee in it. <laughs> it's fine. Rachel seems like a lovely, controlling woman, and that's okay. <laughs> oh, You think so? I mean, she texted you to say, why aren't we sharing each other's locations? And you immediately went back to share your location. Not immediately. Really? I mean, only an minutes. hour later, okay? Or whatever. yeah, I mean, I mean, less than an hour, but you know, a little bit later. Yeah. Mm. Come on, really? Is is she really controlling, or am I easily controllable? Either way, why would she want to control you? 
She doesn't want to control me. She just wants to know that I'm okay, Chris. No. No, it's true. To she said she point from two hours ago, what did we do 20 years ago when we didn't have technology that tracked us? Well, she told the story while she was on the air that when I, when I come up to L.A. and we broadcast from the studios, um, when the show is over at 7 o'clock, she'll say, hey, um, you know, when will you be home? And I'll be like, oh, I don't know, soon. And then me and George come downstairs. We meet you guys all out for dinner. And she's like, hey, are you making progress towards home? And I'm like, um, well, yeah, I left the studio. And then she'll track me, and she'll go, okay, but you're not, like, so, on the so freeway moving. Why don't you listen back later on on the podcast on the new ESPN LA app, which you can search yeah. and download? Wait, so you're telling me, you're listen, telling me no, that besides, besides just the one tap for, for the audio, now you can go back and listen to the podcast on the app? Yes, and starting yeah. Monday, you'll be able to hear all my uh, contributions on the podcast, all the imaging. Anyway, listen back to what you just said. Okay, what you're I just You're texting say? her. Mm-hmm. You're, hey, I'm out to dinner with the guys. It's business, whatever. I'll be home when I'm home. And she decides she needs to track you. Does that sound good? George, does that sound good? Nope. Okay. If you told Kelly, hey, <laughs> I'm out to dinner. It turned into a business dinner. I'll, be ho- I'll try to be home by 10, maybe 11. See you when I get home. Is her response cool? See you when you get home? Or is it, oh, let me track you? No, it's usually like, I mean, I usually just let her know. I'm like, hey, I'm going to, she actually asked me, are you going to eat here or not? <laughs> so there you go. she's like, I got to eat. So if you're not going to eat here, that's fine. But uh, I got to figure out what I need to eat. And uh, yeah, so it's usually a conversation that goes like that. And I'll be like, no, I'm staying to have dinner with the guys after the show. Like we did that one day. And uh, that's the end of it. Yeah, but tracking is like, hey, no, no. are you going to listen to the word you're saying? Tracking. <laughs> tracking. You know what I think is going to happen next, Chris? I think they're going to um, put like a chip inside of me somewhere. You should be surprised there isn't one already. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm shocked she hasn't officially tagged you. One night she just gets behind you with like that little gun and just puts the chip right in your neck like the mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know she's you bringing have... her, I think she's bringing her friend, I think her name is, <clears throat> um, I think it's Lisa. Uh-huh. I think she's bringing her friend Lisa to the Mandy's. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm seeing Lisa over the weekend. It's fine. Um, Cappy, do you have a little scotteria on the way out here? I did have some scotteria. Well, no, I did. Oh, but, oh wait, but this is the mandilong song for those that don't know, because Beto called you a mandilong. Yeah, what does that makes mean? Sense. Anybody going to tell me what that means? We already told you what it meant. Tell me again. It's a man who gets bossed around by his girlfriend or wife uh, <laughs> that does whatever she says. <laughs> on the song, he literally <laughs> says, "Look, yeah, I'm." A- Amandilon does whatever his wife or yeah, girlfriend tells like, him to do without question. The song is like, they're going to put him to sweep. They're going to put him to do laundry. They're going to put him to cook. You know, I'm, I'm trying to like. I'm going to have to admit something right now. You are. We know. Yo soy un mandilon. Pero it's really not my girlfriend, man. I'm a mandilon to my daughters. Well, Seriously, that's, a, that's different. Well, but that's that makes different. sense. That's different. Oh, it that's does. Different. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, they're, they're, no, that's different. But your daughters are tracking to make sure you're not coming home. Correct. <laughs> yeah, because they want to throw parties and you know do things that are going to get them in trouble. Ragers, yeah. That's what they call them, ragers. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, listen, as some people say, once a cheater, always a cheater. Some people <laughs> do say that. I've heard that <laughs> once before. I still, yet again, think it's been been completely taken out of context. 
I mean, I don't know. But what the happened to the sense of humor story. on this show? The context was pretty clean. And here's the thing. When that plays in front of a 1,000 people at the Mandy Awards <laughs> with River Rachel City there, damn, that's going to be highly entertaining. You, you really? got you to add this, though. Yeah. Okay. The whip? Yeah. Well, that's, just bring a whip out. Rachel can whip you in front of everyone. Not a bad, That's cold-blooded right there. I'm going to tell you that. That is cold-blooded. You're going you're gonna to use that audio, once a cheater, always a cheater, on the stage at the Mandy's? Yeah. That's cold, bro. It's going to be good, homeboy. That's cold. Hey, I want to ask a question here. Um, how are we getting tickets to Dave Chappelle tomorrow night? I don't know, but I'm going tonight. Taylor said he's in. Let's do it. Oh, you got those ticks. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind paying for them. I'm telling you. So my friend couldn't go, and Taylor's like, yo, I'm in. I'm like, oh. Okay, Lindsay, are you going to organize tickets for us tomorrow or what? I mean, like, what? what is your, uh, what's the maximum you want to spend on tickets? You got to call Rachel. <laughs> we got to check with her first. Is there anybody else besides Dave Chappelle? It's at the playing? Hollywood Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be anybody else because no, no. anyone else is just in, like, they're opening for him. No, no, what I mean is, is there anybody else, like, performing around town because this whole Netflix comedy thing is happening? So there is there are, anybody but not else? This week, like, I don't know. I don't know. All I care about Dude, is going to see Dude, you can get Chappelle. tickets right in front of the stage, Garden 3, for 194 bucks. Really? Go, there you go. I'm going to have to check with my accountant. Make sure you get or you can get like the middle. I like the middle too. The middle, like the the F, G, and H and J area for 139. I'm on. Uh, yeah, I'm looking here. So I would have to ask my account if she will uh, clear the um, the funds. Lindsay, perhaps what you could do is you could buy these tickets for you and I. Then you could send me an invoice, and then I can put it through the accounting department, and then they'll just reimburse you, perhaps. Okay. Let's see Friday. Hold on. Okay. Is it going to bring back memories tomorrow Ooh, when you're in the Hollywood Friday's Hills? got a ton of tickets. Really? There's a lot of tickets at the Hollywood Bowl for Dave Chappelle Friday night. I mean, there are Yeah, three, they're super expensive right now, but by the time tomorrow rolls around, they'll be a lot cheaper. Yeah, and okay. there's, a, there's a lot of shows, and plus it's a big place. It seats a lot of people. Yeah, like right now the back row is like 100 bucks, but I bet and change. But I bet you by tomorrow while we're on the air – as we get clo- as you get closer to the show, and you're going to be to Lindsay's point, five minutes away. Like you could probably get really good seats. Like I just told you now, today's show that starts in three minutes. You got Garden Three, which is like yeah, the second row that's for like 194 seats, bucks. Yeah, the seats that I have, like that's like less than face value for them. I think like the back seats are like you can get those for like 20 bucks right now. See, I I don't really today. feel. Yeah, Cap, I don't feel we got to like... go to the draft, man. We do. Yeah, in like 10 seconds. Oh yeah, let's oh. go. See you, Cap. Go <laughs> later, enjoy, everybody. Uh, We'll, we'll figure it out tomorrow. All right, how about that? All right. NFL draft coverage coming up next.